Society from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to NHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Oh, are we on? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. Uh, I'm just checking my video stuff because it's it's janky, and uh, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to look at it, <laughs> see what's happening. <laughs> I hope everybody is well. Happy Monday. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy, and uh, I don't know, you know, I, I really need to take my monitor in and get it repaired. But listen, my fortunes don't lie on you watching me. My fortunes is, lies on you listening to me. So I'm on, uh, I'm on air. So listen, don't worry about seeing me. <laughs> Although I am cute, I got my hair colored. Good morning, Harry. Paul uh, is not bringing us word on the street. It's President's Day. So some people have the day off and uh, Paul is uh, on grandpa duty. He is going to visit with grandchildren, which is a beautiful thing. So we're going to let him, we're going to let him uh, have some time with the peoples, with his fam, and then uh, bring us some word on the street tomorrow because the weather is so, so good. Uh, I was paying attention to the weather because it's going to be Mardi Gras in a minute in New Orleans. And um uh, the weather is, uh, you know what? It's not my monitor, it's the camera. Okay, I should do that. I don't even know how to do that. Like, what do I do? You just tell me what to do. Uh, just on, how do you unplug the camera? I don't even know how to do that. We'll see, we'll figure it out. And, uh, Oh, okay. I'm a, I'm afraid if I start unplugging stuff, I'm going to go off. Because <laughs> I got one of these, I got a monitor that's like all-inclusive. So we'll see, we'll see, what we got going on? You're listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM. So yeah, what's going on? <laughs> so I think Babs just unplugged her camera and mic to reset them. So she should be right back. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know what there is to talk about today, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, President Biden. President Biden was. Um, or possibly is in Ukraine, right? Um, I saw that this morning. It was, he he had a surprise visit to Ukraine. Um, <laughs> and supposedly Russia's building up its forces, right, to do a new offensive on Ukraine. And uh, our president swooped in there, uh, sticking his thumb in Putin's eye. <laughs> Which is interesting, right? So, new offensive about to start. Our president basically says, I dare you, basically, with this. I don't know what we could do if he decides 
supposedly he's he's moved three a new three hundred thousand more troops. So there's not much we could do but keep saying, oh, we we're gonna fund this proxy war uh, that we're nowhere close to. So yeah, we're gonna send our money overseas and have other people die. Um, I mean, I don't know what the alternative is. Is it, is it giving up Ukraine? Um, but I don't think it's people are willing to do that or are prepared to do that. Um, so, I mean, it, it's all very interesting right now, right? So we're in a, a global dilemma. Um, and you know, I, I'm, I don't know where I stand on this. I mean, I'm for the Ukrainian people defending themselves, but am I for American dollars, mostly American dollars supporting it? Um, I am not completely sure about that. Right. Um, especially since we have no way of tracking this money. Uh, we just hope and pray that 20% of the funds actually go to this war and not get uh, siphoned away by the industrial military complex. But yeah, there goes my <laughs> conspiracy theory for the morning. But no, but, but this serious, the war is, is happening. So um, everybody's scared. Oh, if we don't stop Putin here, he'll take Poland. Uh, he'll move into. I don't think so. Poland's part of uh, NATO. Um, that would be starting a world war, right? Um, Putin is pushing back, you know, on NATO and the rest of Europe and and America from afar. Um, basically pushing into Russia, surrounding Russia is what he's been saying. And, and I understand that side. I understand. I just, I, I'm caught or it's, I flip-flopped a few times on this issue because I do understand freedom and everything. But, you know, we did say we were not going to start any long wars again, right? That we weren't going to do this all over again. We just came out of a 20-year war in Afghanistan. And we said we weren't going to do it. And we came out horribly out of, um, yeah, Afghanistan, right? I mean, horribly. We looked like fools, right? Um, so I'm not sure if, if this is what we should be doing all over again, getting into... A, a war that Biden this morning, I heard him say, we're here as long as you need us uh, for all the way to the end. Uh, what is that? Another 20-year war where our, our funds are just going somewhere else while our kids are suffering here. Um, we got plenty of homeless. Uh, we're 32 trillion in debt. We're letting everybody in through the border. So it's like, we don't have an unlimited 
uh, unlimited resources, unlimited supply of money. So I, I'm kind of, you know, I, I think Europe should do it, should do more since Russia is their neighbor. Um, it always has to fall on the United States. Ridiculous. And then you have China on the other side threatening to go into Taiwan. And uh, our military resources are getting depleted because we're sending everything to Ukraine. So how long can, how long can we sustain a war fighting Ukraine? And then if we start fighting China on another front... And, I think this is part of the plan, right? You have Putin and China, Xi. Um, they've been, you know, getting together uh, a nice little, uh, <laughs> they became allies, nice little partnership. Um, and who knows what their plans are, right? Is it too weak in the United States? So that if we go to war, we're going in a weakened state. We don't know any of this stuff. But it's, it, there are things that make you go, hmm. right? Because I don't think our military people are that, uh, haven't proven lately to be that intelligent. And our intelligence agencies haven't proven to be reliable either. So. Not to criticize people, but uh, anyway, so I guess I'm going to, I was hoping Babs would be on right away, but she isn't. So, so anyway, so I'm looking at, at an article right here. It says Russian state TV says that uh, the United States has declared war. By Biden and visiting, of course, that's their propaganda stuff. Um, you know, it, it was a big move. I got to give it to Biden, right? I don't know if it was his idea. I honestly don't know if Biden knows where he's at from one period to the other, but show some cojones. Like I say, cojones these days. Who knows? <laughs> Fun sacks, it shows some fun sacks or whatever. I don't know. So, anyway, so another wonderful day today, right? It's going to be, oh, I shouldn't say wonderful, it's going to be overcast, but it's going to be around 50 to 60. So, still waiting for winter to come. I don't know where it went. I think it went back into the hole with the groundhog. Uh, but yeah, so we have we have that. Let's go. Let's go. I was gonna go to local news, but I do the local news thing. Babs does the New Haven Independent. I gotta start reading that. <laughs> I work. I work here. I should start reading that. But um, oh, composer, Connecticut resident Gerald Freed of Wright. I think how you say it. Died at 95. Um, oh, yeah, they, they closed that Stone Academy. 
you know, I was watching some of the video of some of the people, um, some of the the students. Um, and, wow, what a what a horrible thing to do to people, right? To just abruptly close a school when you you're on your career path, right? This is people trying to. Some of them fulfill a dream. Some of them fulfill a a necessity, right? They see it as a, a a career move, a necessity to to better their family, and all of a sudden the school closes. That's tragic, to say the least, right? Anyway, so I see Babs just entered the room again. Harry's gonna exit the room now that the fabulous. Bab, Stroll, Saipi has entered the room. Of course, her camera's not on again, so. But she is in the room. So I'll move on to the next uh, story. Right? So. Oh, looking at abductions in Connecticut. What's going on? Cheshire High School student gives away free prom dresses. Oh, that's a good story. That's the sound bring good stories. I'm bring a good story. Oh Lord. Cheshire High School student gives away free prom dresses. You know, your stories are they 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 are kind of good, but <laughs> all right. I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to I don't know where I am with Oh I, I think you're in your house, Babs. <laughs> my camera uh I don't know how to get my camera up. Okay, so now you probably have to go and choose it again in the bottom left of Zoom because you unplugged it and plugged it back in, right? I did. Yeah, so you might have to, where it says, you see the mic and then it has the video camera. If you hit, yeah, you should be able to choose your camera there. I think it's Torrent or something like that. Turret? Yeah. I don't think I use that anymore. That's that's your camera turn. Oh shoot! You know <laughs> Harry because I couldn't use this camera before. Yeah, that's it. Oh my God, it's back on and oh, the no. light is on. Oh, see, it's still doing that. Oh, so maybe it's that camera. Let me let me uh let me pick another camera. Do you have another camera? I don't know. Yeah, that one. Oh, there you go. Hopefully that's it. No, see, so look. You, yeah, yeah, you're having a, a USB. You probably, you're, you're having some type of conflict. It may be that it updated to a new driver and the driver is corrupted. Oh. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that the that the turret came back on. That's yeah. freaky. the net. Yeah, so it's probably a driver issue. Okay. Um, you just got to keep turning it off and then turning it back on. Let's, yeah. Hopefully. So do I take my monitor to Best Buy? Like, what do I your, do? Your monitor is not is has nothing to do with it because I wouldn't be seeing the effects of your monitor. So I'm seeing the, the effects of your camera. 
on Zoom, you know, messing up. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah. so you see, I, I I handed it off to you with a good story. Some student is giving away prom dresses. I don't know. What was you going to say about it, though? <laughs> um, I, and that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that's a good. I mean, they've been doing that. A lot of places have been doing that for quite some time now. Right. Yeah. yeah. My, know, daughter, I, my daughter, my um, daughter, Brianna, got a prom dress through one of those free giveaways. So before I said, before I said that, before I said that good story, I talked about, you know, our impending um, World War Three. Oh, are we always pending, though? If it's not, um, I mean, isn't it always the threat of that? But Biden showed up at Ukraine this morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, you know, offering some support. Yeah, so um, already Russian state TV is saying Biden declared war. Yeah, I know. Well, they're going to say all kinds of stuff. Them so. in China. Yeah. <laughs> Them in China, Harry, they say what they want. <laughs> they, don't really, yeah. they don't really tell the news. They just spread gossip. Like, they just gossipy. But but um at least um China has all of our medicine, so they they're like we say what we want. I, I you know I think I think you know if if we were smart, Harry, we gotta find some other drug dealers. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Because you know I I just think they're a little they not. I mean you know this is what I know, Harry. China talks a big game, but they like this U.S. dollar and they like this U.S. influence. So, you know, they can't. Well, we're we're dependent on each other, right? So if if suddenly we take away their business and start manufacturing stuff here, um the Chinese economy just drops like a rock and they right, can't yeah, afford to take care of all of their people. Remember, they got 1.5 billion people. Well, here's my point, Harry. We are all dependent on each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's how the world works. <laughs> and, and our country is just a small little 350 million population. I don't why people don't get that part. If, if they have bad air in China, guess where else they're going to have bad air? The rest of the world. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that. You're not gonna travels, Harry. You're not going to convince them. They're, they're popping out a coal mine every week. I'm just saying people need to understand that we're all connected, that what happens in one place affects another place. We can't mm -hmm. act as though somehow or other, because we have American air, that American air is just going to not mingle with other air. That makes no sense. I don't get mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and, and we should start first with understanding the how, the human condition and how we may be putting the next einstein in a in a hole digging for minerals somewhere <laughs> and we don't know it because we don't care <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so <laughs> It's like the per we could be putting the person who has the cure for cancer somewhere in their brain, but they just need somebody to nurture that brain. Yeah. Oh, you don't care. 
We're just yeah. going to, we need stuff. Yeah. Right? And right yeah. now, and right now, with the push for electric vehicles, we need those minerals for those batteries. Yes. Because we like our iPhones. <laughs> well, hey, and, hey, uh, don't take my iPhone. And we, I mean, we, not, not just the iPhones, we just like all the phones. So, no, I know. you know, it's not like I like iPhones are the only ones, you know, running up mir- mineral depletion in other countries, uh, Africa. Everybody's doing it. So, yeah. I'm just yeah, saying. And, and, and once again, right, Africa becomes the wasteland, right? You know, people don't care about other people and what we do to other people. Um, it's, it just makes no sense. I agree. What's more important than the human mind and, and checking? I mean, the evolutionary process happens, you know, slowly and it happens in different people and, and what they bring. And you don't know what they bring until you nurture that brain. So it's like, it's insane how we don't try to take care of all the kids of the world, right? And and see who the next genius is that's going to bring our, you know, our world community forward. But that's neither here nor there. I know. Right? Neither here nor there. I see you're having a lot of issues with your camera. I am, Harry. This is terrible. I don't know. And it'll it'll all once it's on for a minute, it'll all get. I just I don't know what is happening. I really don't know what is happening. It's driving me nuts, and I I can't even keep my pictures not even coming up when I click off the. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. so I don't know what that means. What does that mean when your picture doesn't show up? That's weird. Your picture should show up if you shut I off know. your camera. If you shut off the camera, it should show see, up. I just disappear. <laughs> like you don't even see me, right? Well, I see your picture. Let me. Oh, you see up. my picture? I don't see yeah. my picture. Um. Yeah. So you probably have self view blocked. Oh, all right. Let me. Let me. So I need to go in there and fix that. Yeah. If like when when I'm on the cam on, you see both of us side by side. Yeah, I see us now. <laughs> So yeah, what you probably have hide. Well, it says I see the hide self view, but it's not clicked. All right, shut off the camera and see if it allows you. How do I shut off the camera? Just go to camera. Yeah, just press the bottom. Oh, I oh, you mean like right here? Yeah. See, no, and I you see put, you. Put um. You probably have hide non-video participants. Let's see. So if you go to the oh, I do. View, so you want to not have that check. Okay. And hit show non-video participants. I got it. So huh? Oh, there anyway. we go. All yeah, right. All right. All this technology, Harry, is still. All right, so maybe it'll 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 sit like this for a minute. Sometimes it just takes a minute for it to warm up, and then it won't. Oh, never mind. 
And this is not a monitor problem. This is not, this is a That's camera. That's not a monitor it's, problem. It, it's a conflict. Maybe if you reset the USB, put it in a different USB port, it might resolve it. Okay. But, but well, I can't do it now. Yeah, or you can do just, it during the break. It'll cut me right off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be back to, I'll be back to square one. <laughs> oh, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Yeah. I've not been watching any news, Harry. I mean, I've been staying on top of the shootings, but not really. I've not been watching any news. I just feel like I'm on a news a news retreat. Although Jimmy oh. Carter is in hospice, that's a sad day. Yeah. Yep. Um, this guy has has fought for life for so long. Yeah. You know, he's like he, he, he is hasn't truly wanted, an American. Yeah, he hasn't wanted to give up the ghost. You know, but and now he's in hospice. You know. But he decided now that it's it's time, you know, to just rest. Yeah. Um, and which I understand that. Um, yeah. yeah, so in the Hartford Current, they have Connecticut mayors wrestle with what data show is a root of gun violence. And that what do they, what do they show? Is chronic repeat offenders. I go, I can, you know, you know, they should actually just tune in. <laughs> repeat offenders, of course. Right? Um, and it's the repeat offenders of gun violence, right? So you have to take, you know, I know we've been trying to move forward with prison reform and even sentence reform. But when it comes to gun violence, I think somebody who's carrying a gun with intent to do something is you have to put those people away. You can't just keep letting them out for, to repeat offense. Um, it used <sighs> to be that having a illegal gun was a bad thing. It used to be a, a real serious crime, you know. Now they knock everything down to a misdemeanor and they let I you think go. it still is a serious crime, Harry. Because I think if you if you get caught with a gun, that's a minimum of max minimum of two years. It used to be, but now they let you they you know you you get a misdemeanor, they knock it down to a misdemeanor. In New York, you used to have to do two or three years. Well, I I, I I don't recall it being different. I always thought if you get caught with a gun. That's two years. No matter whatever else you got going on, you got to do them two years for that gun. That used to be the case. Now they're, they're letting them out. You know, a lot a lot of these things are being fed down to misdemeanors. That's our court system. Um, we have a yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it's uh it's a difficult thing because then people use the repeat offenders as as, as the as the as the reason why, yeah, you know, not to help those people, people who really should be helped. And it's such a small population, right? Like it's not yeah. overwhelmingly a large population, but that's the part that could scare people into thinking that everybody's coming out is going to come and 
you know, terrorize them and raid their houses and rape their women, all that kind of stuff. Right. And that's that's the most difficult part of it. Right. Because it's like you, like you said, it could be one percent of the, the population that got reformed. That one percent could do a lot of damage. And yeah. and people only look at the damage. And, and the one percent, look- Harry, could be like two cats. Right, like, right, <laughs> right, but all it's it like, takes is one or two cats, and it's like everybody. It, you know, it, it's like that, right? We, you remember during the Bush years, um, they kept telling you all it takes is one terrorist, all it takes is one terrorist <laughs> with a bomb, all it takes is one terrorist with a bomb, and everybody's going, all it takes is one terrorist with a bomb. So everybody's looking for that one terrorist. <laughs> And they're and of course they're right, <laughs> but you can't live like that. You can't. <laughs> you know, of course you're right. <sighs> yes, you yes, of like course. That. Just like it only takes one one point to win a game. Like, yeah, yeah. Just have some perspective. I don't know. So it's it's a difficult thing. It is a difficult thing. I don't. I. We have the answers, Harry. We just don't like the answers. You know, we do have the answers. We, I mean, I, I believe we have the answers for most things. We just don't like the answers uh, for a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons. Uh, this gun stuff is troubling to me. I, America has a gun sickness. We just have a gun sickness. You know, if, if I can't walk into a drugstore and get all the antihistamines, why should I be able to walk and get all the guns I want? Why? That's all I'm saying. Until we can regulate guns the way we regulate antihistamines, I don't want nobody to tell me nothing. I don't want to hear it. Cause we we can do, we can regulate things that we want to regulate. There's a reason why my neighbor don't have a tank. You know why my neighbor doesn't have a tank, Harry? Because you can't buy a tank. <laughs> Well, you can't buy a lot of things, right? You can't buy a lot of the stuff that gets used when they find somebody with a 200 mag, you know, somebody with one gun, one hand pistol, but he has a mag that holds 100 bullets. That's an illegal thing. That's the thing that we have to go hard on the illegal market. It does. I mean, of course, I'm sure they have, you know, police units going hard after illegal guns but it doesn't feel like they do a a, put a dent in that i know it doesn't feel like it's a dent you know because you go hard on other things and it makes a dent yeah it doesn't feel like there's a dent being made here and then and then i don't know how we resolve the the 3d printing um because that freaks me out harry that whole 3d printing can yeah. people buy 3D printers? Like, because yeah. aren't they big? You have to go somewhere and have they're, a 3D printer. They're on sale all the time for two hundred dollars. <laughs> but 3D like printers. the ones that are big enough to print a gun. Yeah, yeah, because you could you print it in pieces. You don't you. So it's like <laughs> it's like a, a a Lego set, right? So <laughs> so it's scary, but not now they're printing these little these little attachments that you attach to any gun, any handgun and make it an automatic weapon. So these little pieces 
you connect it to a nine millimeter or whatever type of gun you have, and it makes it into a machine gun, an automatic weapon, right? So what do you do with that? And they go, oh, well, they've made it illegal to, for these, um, the schematics of this stuff to be online. And to, yeah, or, the thing is, is that everybody has it already. You made it illegal too late. Uh, you know, so, and of course you could go on the dark net and get whatever schematic you want. So, <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's just our, our nature. I'm, I'm nervous about the dark net, Harry. I don't think I'd ever want to go on the dark net. It would freak me out. I, I don't know if I could get out of the dark. Like I, I wouldn't find my way out. It's, it's like it's sort, a, of, sort of turning off my computer and running to the mountains. Yeah, it's like falling into that rabbit hole that sometimes you never get out. Um, I was fascinated with it, you know, years ago. Um, Too much bad stuff happens in that thing. <laughs> no, yeah. And then you realize that the dark net, I think every... You're in a room with 10 people. I say five of the people in the room are FBI agents. <laughs> Don't got to so, worry about me, Harry. I ain't going to be in the room. <laughs> so, yeah. So people who think the dark net, oh, you could do whatever. You can't do whatever. Of course, there are people you, certain people you trust. You know, other criminals, right? <laughs> I know among thieves. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, is the dark but, net like criminal university? <laughs> yeah, but most of the rooms that you're in in a dark net situation, you're there with some federal agent. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're catching a lot of people moving around stuff in the dark net because it's no longer, even with Bitcoin, they have ways of getting around and getting your money on Bitcoin too. Everybody thought, oh, this is a way for the government not to... Oh Touch no! Money. Let me tell you something. The government gonna get their money, Harry. <laughs> yep. They, they, oh, you can trust and believe they're not gonna mess around. <laughs> These people are not gonna. They're not gonna. They're not gonna not get their money. That's the ultimate crime: not paying the government. It's like um, I saw, I you know, a lot of people I know who use WhatsApp. Because they feel, and WhatsApp tells you that nobody could read. It's so encrypted, nobody could hack your conversation. So you could do whatever you want on WhatsApp. Um, yeah, that's not true either. I've seen, I've read different court cases where the FBI is using conversations on WhatsApp. Oh, somebody's got to be able to hack that stuff, Harry. I, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> that's just... That you know what that little warning is for people like me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not a criminal. I'm not doing criminal stuff. That that's a warning for me not to even engage in stupid stuff. Cause and then I don't have to worry about it. I won't. That's not for those hardcore people who will bypass that Harry and can, you know, you know, in can can jailbreak into whole countries banks and systems. <laughs> Those people, this is not for them. <laughs> it, it, it's weird. It seems like the only, the only time the FBI 
can't hack something is when when it's like a terrorist or something, right? That they're going to Apple and saying, decrypt the phone. And you're like, why? You know the FBI already hacked into that phone. They're just going through the process of going through the court trying to weaken the privacy yeah. laws. That's all that is, Harry. It's <laughs> like, okay, we got backdoor this. Let's let's go to the court system. So because we have a system of justice and fairness. <laughs> yeah, so they could weaken the privacy law so they could one day just go, Yeah, we were we just happened to read Babs WhatsApp. Uh we saw what she said. <laughs> and my, my WhatsApp is pretty boring. I only talk to two people and they are across the world. Uh, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, I try not to talk to anybody on anything. What do you mean? You know, it's uh it's safer that way. <laughs> what what and, do you what would you be talking about, Harry? Well, you know, I have I have some crude jokes from time to time, you know, that could be taken, you know, out of context. Mm. I said, one of these days, one of my friends is going to turn on me and release all the texts we have. (laughs) (laughs) And be like, "Ah, gotcha. Surprised Angel hasn't done it already. How is Angel? We haven't heard from him. I I haven't heard from him either. I think he's uh, uh, just, he's, I don't know. Angel disappears every once in a while. That's all right. Everybody's got to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody's got to have a break. Yeah, every once in a while he just disappears, goes incognito, and he'll occasionally call his sister and say, "Hey, I love you," and then drop off the map again. Okay, but you'll hear from him eventually. Yeah, I, we know where he lives. Okay. <laughs> we know where he lives. And we have other friends that visit him and everything. And <laughs> or see issues. <laughs> Knocking on his door like yeah, the popo. He, he can't escape. <laughs> like, why aren't you talking to your people? Oh, my God. That is too funny. Well, as long as he's all right, as long as y'all heard from him. I really like your new um, camera background, Babs. I know it's like it's like Andy Warhol. Yeah, Technicolor. I know. Really nice. You remember what was that cartoon in the eighties? That that guy who used to be. There was a geez. What was Rex? Was it Rex? No. Anyway, oh, I don't know. <sighs> Forget it. <laughs> And then you can see my there. glasses. My glasses look cool. Yeah, that's it's, cool. It's, a, it's, not, it's not a bad look. <laughs> this is what you need to do, Wes. This is what you need to do. Watch. <laughs> see? <laughs> this way, have, if what is that? If your camera glitches, you still have your avatar talking for you. Like, oh, uh, I need I to make right an now. avatar. So, like, if you go to. I don't think to- I have an avatar, Harry. If you go to the video setting, if you go to the video tab and you go to the video settings, uh, and if you go to background and effects, it should give you a choice at the top, avatars. 
you know, uh, so. Okay. And then you'll be able to create your own avatar. And this way, if your camera glitches, you have, of course, my avatar looks a little thinner than I do. It said this feature is not supported on your machine. So I can't make a... Um... It doesn't say to download? No. Like if you click on that tab avatar. Uh-uh, it won't let me. It says this feature is not supported on your machine. Huh. huh. You might have to make do an update to your Windows system. I guess. Do I even have a Windows system? <laughs> Wait, you're, you're on a desktop, right? Yeah. Windows 10? I don't know if I have that. <laughs> I know or is it a Mac? Like, no, it's a it's a, a Lenovo regular. I don't think I have um. So your operating system either has to be Chrome, Mac, or Windows. I mean, I'm in the Chrome. Maybe that's it. I don't know. We'll but see. Uh, yeah, I couldn't uh make my guy look a little heavier. Why you want to make him look a little heavier? Because I'm not that thin, you know. So. Well, you you about to be. So it's like uh, not bad. I mean, I guess, and then also you couldn't put gray in your beard. You either have to oh, go you completely. You you either have to go completely white. They don't have like the salt and pepper look. <laughs> you know. That's. That's I mean, I'm getting Harry. almost completely white. So you are. You got like a few more months. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I probably have to change out my HDMI, like move stuff around, because this has been doing this for a while. And I was like, do I need to take this in? I know people <laughs> are like, can you just fix that and stop talking about it? It just freaks me out. And then it'll just like stop doing it. Yeah. I mean, usually resetting it fixes it, but you already did that. You unplugged it and then you plugged it back in. Mm -hmm. So try switching the USB ports, moving it to a different port. Okay. And then uh, we'll figure it out after that. Okay. So the what, like the whole thing, like the thing I unplugged? Yeah, you know, so you, you unplug the cable, right? So that camera you have in front of you the, the, um, that you said wasn't working? Yeah, the um, the tower. Yeah. So you follow that wire from the back, and wherever it's seated, seat it somewhere else. Plug it into a, a different port that's the same. But I'm not. Here. I'm using the. I'm using the camera on my computer now. Or oh, you're using the camera on your computer. Yeah, because it does the same thing on the tower too. Yeah. So maybe so I have to. I would reseed it on the tower and see if that fixes it on that end. Um, maybe having the two cameras is the conflict. Maybe if you shut off, if you deactivate one, the other one will work fine. Mm. But that's more a little more complicated. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in a Missy Elliott video. Woo, it's President's Day. And you know what? It's quiet because I didn't hear no buses this morning. So I could probably get around the city without any problems today. 
You're not yeah, in New Haven, a, are you? Smooth, it was a smooth drive. Are you in New the, Haven? Yeah. Oh. Smooth drive in today. Yeah, because there's no track. Like, people have the day off. Stuff is closed. So I look forward to being able to, you know, drive through without any problems. Yeah, you see my background. Oh, okay. Where's all that stuff? <laughs> well, you know, this is my lunch bag. That's a lunch bag? The gray oh. thing here. It looked like a suitcase. And then I have a Fun? whole bunch of other signs that I purchased that are going up. Where do you buy these signs from? Area 51. <laughs> if somebody here, if something here offends you, please let us know. We can all use a good laugh. Are you creating a hostile work environment? Made in America. Warning. Please do not feed the Sasquatch. <laughs> That's me. How many signs? Where you buy these signs, bro? Amazon? Um, no, actually. Uh, does Timu. not play well with liberals. <laughs> <laughs> Warning, does not play well with liberals. Danger. COVID-19 oh biohazard. Where are you going to put that? Right behind me so people don't get close to me. I may have COVID-19. And of course, please do not enter my area. Okay, you're going to have too many signs. People are going to be It'll, they're it, gonna be oblivious to the signs because you have so many signs. I, I'm going to have to get rid of this. No one's going to get upset. Oh, the artwork? Yeah. I want, I to, want believe. to believe. <laughs> I'm proud to be an American. Okay. Another one? Yeah, warning. Property protected by Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm multitasking. I can listen, ignore, and forget all at the same time. Hey, where do you get these signs from? Ooh, sarcasm now being served daily. Sarcasm, one of the many services I offer. There you go. <laughs> Where do you where do you get that? <laughs> um, Timu. Where? T e m u dot com. Oh my god! Everything is cheap there. I, I don't think I I don't think I want those. Signs. And everything comes from China, so you're supporting they, China. Don't touch them because they're probably uh probably lead paint. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is driving me nuts. All right, let me just, all right, I'm going to just leave my picture up. That works, right? Ooh. Hold on. Let me do this. What? Yeah, so you get to see Harry. You love Vaslov's talk, but. Yeah, I see Harry. I see you. I see you. I, you know, I got um Jonathan Berryman, Dr. Jonathan Berryman coming on at 1015. What is it uh, you're talking about? We're talking about um uh you know he started the uh uh the New Haven Heritage Corral some years ago. 
And so they're uh, having uh, uh, an event coming up. New Haven's Heritage Coral. Yeah. Right? So New Haven's yeah. Six Degrees of Separation through Music at the New Haven Museum on, on March 1st. Yep. Can you believe it's going to be March 1st? <laughs> this time is flying by. And yep, and we're going to have full-blown winter in March. Watch. I hope not, Harry. I hope we're not. We're going to get six that... feet of snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, you know, sometimes I, you shouldn't. I think, I, think, I think we're done. Sometimes you shouldn't put it out there. It might happen. I, I think we're done. I think we're marching into spring. I think I think we're I think we're gonna I mean we might get a little flurry here and there, but I think I think we're done with winter. Well, the question is whether we're gonna have a spring though, right? Because we haven't had a real spring the last three seasons, right? So it's like yeah. Um, if you remember, sometimes we're like, uh, where's spring? But yeah, because it it rained all last like let's got see so much rain and it was drizzly and cold. Yeah. Like, well, we'll it's see. been warm. So it's been really warm. So that for me makes me think, okay, spring. And then I'd like to have a long summer. I personally yeah. would like a long summer. Like we yeah, can start but... summer in May, Harry. And go to October. That's for your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Why I gotta be nuts, Harry? We I, can't have summer from May to October. Do you know what happens in this office in the summer? It gets you could bake a potato on your desk. Well, you got air conditioning. No, you know that doesn't work here. You can't put a little one in the in the in the window. I mean, I have um fans all over me. So, I mean, I, I'm not as hot as everybody else, but it's still really hot. Don't they have central air? You, well, you know, Baz, it's always... It's... What in the world is that? What? Noise? Yeah, it just sounded like a whale outside. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, I know I'm going to mess up your name, and I know I should know your name already, Katura A. Bryant. I know I should know your name. Of course I know your name, but I always mess it up. It says, please, Harry, I'm with Babs. We've had enough rain to ward off a drought. So, <laughs> yes, Babs. I want, I, want, I want a long, good summer, Harry. Not a stifling, hot, oppressive summer. I want beautiful san diego-esque weather i want if you know we haven't had a spring in quite a few years i want it to be a long spring and like just an august summer no what about perhaps i don't want my toes to be free like you you know you i don't want sandals <laughs> Harry, <laughs> invest in some sandals, some flip flops. Oh my god! Some slides. No, that Paul Paul has enough toes for everybody in this office, right? So 
He's always with his toes out. You need some freedom. Make us uh, free. Come on. I just hate the heat. Like I didn't say heat, Harry. I said <laughs> summer. Like, for instance, my granddaughters stood over last night. And for them, it's always cold. It's, the house was 70. And they're freezing, Papa. We're freezing. So I put it up to 72. My head is baking. You know, it's hard for me to sleep with heat. Oh, gosh. You know, so this morning I got up. It was, even though it was at 72, but it got hot enough that the house retained the heat at 74. Yeah, I I, I understand that. But that's... And for me, that's, I'm sick. <laughs> I got a, I had a massive migraine this morning. So what's the temperature for you, Harry? 68, 63? For me, for me, 67 is fine. It's like enough heat, right? But for Karen, that's Eskimo. Yeah. Yeah. She's at 67, she's wrapped up like a mummy. You know? And I'm like, but it's not cold. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a 75 to 79 oh person. Babs, you need to go check yourself. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> 70, 75, Harry, 76. You might, you like might be, 78. That's you perfect. might be iron deficient if you're, if 75, 76 is your temperature. That's, that's I just, like it. Give and a, a nice 80 degree day is not so bad for me either. And you know, like, I if, like I get, if I get in the car with Karen, her heat is blasting. So by the time I leave the car, my, my, face is baked and it's like it's not that cold why well, you got to put your heat like that you know it's just weird because yeah, she's cold harry yeah but what about me <laughs> <laughs> like it's 47 degrees it's a little chilly a little chilly you're chilly I, yeah, yeah i'm, I'm chilly not. you know I'm i, I, I want to be able to wear sandals and no jacket yeah I mean, today was pretty difficult to leave the house because I have all my girls there, right? So it's like my wife is off, all my granddaughters are there, and Daisy's like, but Papa, I don't want you to go. Yeah, but you'll be annoyed because you'll be hot. Yeah, I would. I would be. <laughs> I'd be hot and also all the noise. All the <laughs> so I would be thinking to myself, love my granddaughters, but when are your parents coming to pick you up? <laughs> Well, it's a holiday, so at the end of the day, when they get off work, yeah, do so, they eat dinner with you too, or they, or they, or they leave before? No, they dinner? got they got dropped off around seven last night. Did you have to um, feed them? Well, they ate cereal. Okay, um, but um, no, they they were at some event. I think Bella had flag football. Okay. So they came after that, and, and it was um, Lumi's. You're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. So it was Lumi, Deja Lumi, um, her first night, her first staying over. And she, she was crying at 12 midnight. She was looking for her mother. 
Oh, this is our first time staying over? Yeah. So oh. it was... That was another oh. thing. So then around two in the morning, I go to turn and guess who's right behind me? Lumi. Lumi. She, she only was sleeping. She was inside the bed. Oh, Harry. So I was like, oh, God. Poor baby. So Yeah, yeah but you know, she'll get used to it just like the girls got used to it. Yeah, she likes me more on the phone webs, right? <laughs> she's still in that stage where she likes Papa on the phone talking to her. But when I'm there, she's like, oh, my God, where's, where's my mom or where's my dad? You know, she's still not used to being around us that, for long periods of time. Okay. But she's not, she, yeah, she's not used to you. And, She's and not Daisy, used to you. And Daisy and Bella are like, I don't know what's her problem. <laughs> yeah. But but Daisy was the same way. Daisy was like, she, and look she, and look at them now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Bella goes, Papa. I was never like that. Yeah. I always loved you, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I raised you for the first five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright we gotta take a break we'll be back at 2.15 uh, with uh, Dr. Jonathan Berryman so don't everybody go anywhere come on back so so, so, Babs Tara Bryan says let's manifest it the heat and she says because she actually pays for heat <clears throat> she doesn't want any cold <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Katura, I'm with you. I need Connecticut to become North Carolina. Oh, when you saying Virginia? Yeah, Virginia. It's too too hot. <coughs> I like so, it hot, Harry. I really, I could take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that? I was like, talk to the hand back. <laughs> So you're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. And let's do this PSA. We'll be right back. We'll be back. Well, COVID may not stop a baby's heart. Oh, a COVID PSA. Either cough and chills enough to make your heart skip a beat? Children are 19% of reported COVID cases with higher rates in Hispanic and Black children. Vaccinated six months to five-year-olds are 80% less likely to get COVID, which means 80% healthier New Haven one-year-olds and 100% happier New Haven parents. To learn more, visit nhvvax.org.
staring at distant shores I've been waiting, wanting more for the whole night And it ain't right I've been saying what's on my mind Trying to explain what can't be defined And for so long It's been so strong Suddenly it's clear Now that I can hear These love notes The ones that I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories And these love notes I found in an old coat Mean something new All because of you Want to lean on, can you hear me? Come near me. I've been dreaming my angel will come, but I never expected that you'd be the one. Now I found you. I wanna stay around you. Suddenly it's clear now that I can hear. That I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories These love notes I found in an old coat Being something new All because of you
Welcome to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. Don't mind my camera, people. I don't know what's happening. Harry and I try to figure out why I keep going into a live Andy Warhol moment of Technicolor. But listen, nothing stops me from talking to my dear friend, Dr. Jonathan uh, Berryman. How are you? Good morning. You know, I am. Uh, I'm chilling. You ch- oh, it's President's <laughs> Day. <laughs> I'm so glad. Glad for dead presidents. Uh, in a whole lot of ways. So you know, like you don't got you don't got to be up because you up early in the morning. Like you, when I see you in the morning, you you taking pictures of like seven thirty in the morning in front of the school. Oh, those are the late pictures. I still have to turn the light on to get the the selfies before I leave home. Oh my God! Like, yes, well, you know. Lord have mercy. Bless you. <laughs> Bless your heart. And, and everything else. <laughs> so the New Haven Corral I did not know this story Jonathan we sat on the porch for, for all summer did not know this story well there's a lot to be told right <laughs> gathering folks at the house gathering folks at your house then y'all get to singing and then the next thing you know the New Haven Corral is born uh yeah yeah black people let me tell you something you can't outdo black people <laughs> they will create a way out of no way <laughs> yes so talk yeah. to me about the new haven corral like what 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 i mean i know you're a musician i knew you grew up with music i know you got a bunch of degrees in music what was it about starting the new haven corral that didn't exist in this form so so uh, so the New Haven Corral is actually is why the Heritage Corral in New Haven started. So let, let's get, the, the New Haven Corral is a different entity, a wonderful entity. Uh, and it, it, it was the New Haven Corral that called me. And because uh, Paul Mueller, who was the director at the time, wanted to do a piece uh, by William Grant Still, and they lynched him on a tree, mm-hmm. uh, which requires a white choir and a black choir to sing about a lynching scene. Ooh. Oh, God, that is heavy. It, in it, the... <laughs> yeah, it, it, and that was my uh, response. As well. I was like, ooh. Uh, so the New Haven Corral is predominantly, was predominantly white. Uh, so needless to say, it was the, uh, part of the challenge was finding a Black choir in this area who could sing that piece. Um, and uh, I said, okay, when I got that call, I said, okay, let me see what I can do. What they didn't know was prior to that call, I had been in conversation with attorney Herb Scott, who was a member of Eric AME Zion Church, and that's where I met him. And he had been talking to me about some singers that he had been singing with uh, who wanted to keep singing, but uh, they didn't have the musicians or whatever to to keep that going. and I said, well, let me call Herb Scott. He's been talking about getting some singers together. Let me see what he can do. So I called him. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, an afternoon in March uh, of 1998, we decided we would host these people, these group of singers in my apartment. And I didn't know most of them. I don't think I'm, I, I didn't know most of them. I'm sorry. Not just people, 30 people. Like yeah. that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was, you know, 
I was impressed. I was blown. I was like, who are these people? And they could sing. And they all knew each other. I that I was the new one. <laughs> um, so you know, it, it was this idea that they so in 1998, that was my fourth year in New Haven. Okay. So so two of those years had been spent primarily at Yale, right? In the Yale bubble. Um do, uh, earning my master's in music and choral conducting. Uh, so in 1998, I knew the people at Barrick, but I really didn't know anybody else. I was still teaching in Bridgeport. So so I, I was teaching in Bridgeport. I worked at Barrick AME Zion Church. So I knew the people at Barrick, but I didn't know the people uh, outside of that who were singers of, this, of that caliber. Um, so for me, having those 30 people show up in my living room showed me a part of New Haven that I did not know existed. Mm. Uh, and, and, as, and, and I think that there are a lot, there's a lot of New Haven that people who show up in this town to go to school or to begin working don't know exist. Oh, I, I second that. I mean, well, you know, it. <laughs> You know why that is. <laughs> it takes it takes uh it takes uh uh folks to get off that campus, and then it takes folks to invite people off that campus. So it's a it's a it's a it's a dual thing, you know. Well, yes. Uh, but even so, I was living in New Haven. I was going to church in New Haven. Uh. But it wasn't until that Sunday afternoon in March 1998 that I discovered this robust group of singers who not only could sing, but who had historic knowledge of New Haven and, and, and the singing that happened prior to my arrival. Um, so so I, I, in, in my real world, it, I'm sure the Heritage Chorale in New Haven is one of the reasons I stayed in New Haven. Wow, that's pretty powerful. That's pretty uh, powerful. Yeah, because it is it when it, it is it, it is not a location that makes a place livable. It is the relationships you have with people that make a place livable. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, so that was I a agree. pivotal pivotal point in 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 my. Uh, not only in my, my career as a musician, but also in my socialization in New Haven. So talk to me about um, the six degrees of separation. Is that the telling of this, the story of how you connected to people in New Haven? Like what, what, what am I to learn from six degrees, uh, New Haven six degrees of separation through music? Is, that, is this your story? So it is, it is a part of it is my story, but I've invited members of the chorale to come and join, uh, to, to, to tell it from their perspectives, because what, uh, you know, I, it, it is not just my story, but it is this whole idea of connectedness within New Haven uh, that people don't know about unless people tell it. Mm -hmm. uh, and with the Heritage Chorale, um, there are there were choirs that predate the Heritage Chorale, right? There were uh, uh, African American choirs that that um, 
people saying in the Salzburg Corral and Rock Hunters Corral being the, the two primary ones. Um, and, then, uh, and then the new ensemble, which was another group that came along that some of the members sang in. And that's, it was members of the new ensemble and others that showed up in my apartment that, okay. that uh, afternoon. But so I, I thought about the level of connectedness that people have because they sing in the choir. Uh, and it, it really is exploring those relationships, particularly as, as we look in 2023 at the value of choral singing. You know, people say, well, you know, uh, post-COVID, it's been challenging to get choir members to come back. Uh, some churches still have not uh, reinstituted their choirs. Why? Right? Because of COVID? Um, no, I, I think okay. part of it is because <laughs> it, it, is, it is a lot of work. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of work to find the to not only have the people, but to have the trained musicians who can work with them, to find younger people. So, so even before COVID, the model of how choirs run and and, and function and rehearse needed to change. And and the COVID pandemic just made it more clear that that uh, if we want younger people to participate, if we want uh, we. With the, if we want more people to participate, then we have to get rid of this factory model where we think that after five o'clock, people are done with work. Mm. Or that after 5 p.m., people are available to do a two-hour rehearsal every week. <laughs> but isn't that isn't that par for the course for church churches across this country? Like it was not, a, it's it was, a symptom of part of that, right? Because churches are struggling right now. They have been for the last couple of decades. Well, and what, well, the truth of the matter is the institutions that struggle are those that fail to meet people's needs. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so, so I say that because part of it is, is everybody's not available at, from seven to nine on a certain night every week. When, I, when I'm looking at, at you know, uh, younger people, one, if you have children, and that's a challenge. If you're going back to school for another degree, that's a challenge, right? Because that eats up time. Uh, if you're taking care of elderly parents, that can be a challenge. It doesn't mean that you don't have the skill set or that you don't want to sing, but it might mean that you have some commitments that, that you can't, you just can't do that every week. Um, so looking at, we're now looking at the, uh, at, at how the, we might need to change the model to increase participation. Okay. And, and, and does that make for a good chorale, choral? Does that make for a good choir? Does that make for, I mean, do you sacrifice anything when you, when you have to sort of think about maybe a shorter rehearsal time or an, or an infrequent rehearsal time? Well, there are always um, uh, uh, factors that you have to consider. You know, the organizational piece. How do we rehearse? Who do we? Who's rehearsing here? How do we get music to people? Uh, uh, do we send out part recordings? What, whatever the process is, um, uh, we have to see what what that now entails. 
I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, works at a church in in Washington. He said he rehearses with his whole choir uh, only one Thursday night a month. And the rest they do on Sunday mornings. Hmm. He said, this is all the music we're singing this month. Let's go through it, map it out, dink, 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 figure out what we need to do. Da, 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 da. And here's the list for Sunday morning, the Sunday morning. So uh, you, we, whatever the issues were, the problems were to the, fix that before you come Sunday morning and let's put it together. Wow. So for me, what, what has gone out, what is, what is definitely leaving is this idea that you come to rehearsal to learn music. That's got to go. The, the thing now is you come to rehearsal to put the music together. Mm. So you have to come with your part already now, already learned. And there are a lot of professional choirs uh, that do that now. Um, uh, you know, where they have this, their singers are all over the country. And when we, they have a, a, a event, a concert to perform, they know what the music is and they all fly in ahead of time of the event. So they, they know what the music is. Learn your part. We're going to come here and put it together and shape it. Almost like the pre prefab housing. Okay. <laughs> like we're going to make it in the warehouse and then we're going to ship it to, to wherever the property is and, and, put, and make it work. <laughs> and put the parts together. Think, and there you go. You think we built it right here. <laughs> <laughs> so is the Heritage Corral a working, a working corral? Working in what sense? <laughs> like, do y'all perform often? So before COVID, yes. Uh, and now we, we just started rehearsing again in January, uh, coming back and seeing uh, what participation looks like, uh, who who's available, what parts we now need to go out and find. Um, uh, and that's why I said it's, it is, yeah, yeah, they still sing. Um, and, and fortunately, uh, we're taking we we create our own schedule. <laughs> so, so where do y'all perform, Jonathan? Like where, like where do you go? Like how do you do? You have a do you tour? Do you are you showing up at different churches and different spaces? Like how does one hear the Heritage Choral, uh, the Heritage, uh, the New Haven Heritage Choral? So prior to COVID, we had we would do at least two <laughs> concerts a year, right? So we had our own concerts, and then as people wanted us to participate in a variety in various events or whatever, we would uh, we would do them as asked, and as we were available. But at least two concerts a year. Like in 2019, we sang the Pops concert with the New Haven Symphony. Yes. Right. Yes. And then, and obviously, in, in 2020, we had a concert playing, but and even this event at the New Haven Museum was playing, but. The pandemic had a different, different, uh, took us on a different route. Um, so, so yeah, so we, we've been concertizing for, uh, since 1998. Go, um, and most of it has been local, but we participated in, in, uh, we were, we sang for Connecticut Day at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. Uh, one year we, with Neely Bruce, what was it, the Convergence concert? My God, we watched all around the New Haven Green, going in and out of churches, singing music. Um, and then we did it again at Lincoln Center in New York. We've been to Boston, uh, and now twice actually, to sing, uh, um, and they lynched them on a tree with Coro Allegro. 
So there have been people who we never would have met had it not been for singing. Mm. Mm. So, so the six degrees of separation um, is what exactly? So there was a movie about it, right? How, how we're no more than six degrees separated from anyone in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I thought about New Haven, I, I don't even know if there's one degree of separation in New Haven, honestly. <laughs> I, I don't think you will ever get to all six. Uh, but to me, it, it really is about um, looking at this true connectedness. You know, how the people sitting in front of you, like you, like we didn't talk about this on the porch, right? <laughs> this is this, it's like well what in the world is all this is it as you dig deeper into how what people are doing uh you find out more about these connections and what's really happening so for me the heritage corral in in in, in coming together to look at this and to talk about this uh finding out about the relationships finding about out about uh you know how people are connected to history. Mm. Um, like we were talking the other the other night, even in rehearsal, and and I might have known it, but find out two of the members are our first cousins. You know, I might have known that so, at some, but I don't think we we really talked about that. <laughs> uh, one member's mother and 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 father were brother and sister. I was like, hmm. Um, and one one of the choir members brought a picture to rehearsal of, of the Rock Hunters Chorale because his father sang in that. That was one of the choirs that preceded the Heritage Chorale. And wow. pictures of, of New Haven, of Dixwell Congregational in the 1960s. Wow. And what the choirs looked like. That's why I said, they, I, you're getting stuff. I'm finding something like, wow. Wow is exactly right. That when you dig deeper and people really begin to talk, um, there's a level of New Haven that we don't, I don't know about. And I know that people, and I've been here for since 1994. So this is year number, what, 28, 29 of my being here in New Haven. I'm still learning it. So I know people who've only come in the past few years have no idea. About I, I didn't know the, uh, I did not know the singing, the music history on this gospel side. I knew the jazz stuff. I, I know the jazz history, but I did not know the choral singing and the choir singing, even though I know I knew of choirs when I was a kid coming up because I, I grew up Pentecostal. So, you know, you can't have a Pentecostal church without a banging choir. You know, I mean, just <laughs> it's unheard of. So so I knew visiting churches and visiting choirs. I didn't know the depth of of the history of of, of choral singing and choirs. Oh yeah, and some of our members will be able to talk about that. You know, every church, all every black church in New Haven had a had a choir, had and usually multiple choirs, right? They yes. were the losses full. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, and there was at least one choir that that sang anthems and, and concert spirituals and the music that they had learned in, in college and, and what have you. Uh, that's part of New Haven, the New Haven tradition. Uh, and that tradition has actually, it, it has been waning for every, as long as I've been in New Haven. Um, and what does that mean, waning? I mean, I know what waning means, but describe that. 
what is that? So, so this idea of choirs singing together, uh, people coming and learning music, of, uh, and especially um, music that is uh, more classically oriented has been, uh, I won't say it's dying, I'll just say it's waning, you know, almost like a, there's some fire still in the, in the, there's still some embers still burning, uh, <laughs> but somebody needs to come and throw some logs on and then stoke the flames. Is that you? Uh, it's not me alone. I know that. <laughs> uh, I, know, I, I, might I don't know, Jonathan. <laughs> I might stoke the flame, but somebody else has to cut the wood. I'm not doing everything now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just the New Haven, the Heritage Chorale either. You know, we're looking at all of the choirs in New Haven and uh, they're getting older and older and older. Uh, I said, uh, the, there's some people who were my age, I'm, you know, I'm 50, when I got here 28 years ago, whatever that was, <laughs> and they're still there in the choir hanging on, and then, and, you know, and the young people are 60. Um, which is not, so, and, so and what needs to happen, Jonathan? How do you, what, what needs to happen to, to, uh, to breathe some life into this tradition of singing and connection? Well, I think we have to address the need. And, and in order to address the need, we have to find out what that is. Um, I, I'm still discovering that, you know, that there's some people who don't even know that they can sing. Um, there's some people, and, 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 it may, and it, in many cases, it is a case by case basis, right? Uh, what do you need to make this work for you? So we have to be willing to, to specialize uh, it, 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 to make things, or should I say to craft things specifically for people within reason. Uh, yes, you do have to know the music. Yes, you do have to make some rehearsals. Uh, uh, but what does that look like in its entirety? Mm-hmm. And, and where would you sing? Where, where, do you have a home? So we rehearse at Bible Gospel Center, and then uh, our concerts as of late have been at Dixon Congregational, actually, which has been uh, very open um, and uh, welcoming to, to us and our concerts and our music. You know, Dixwell has a long history of great music. Oh, I, listen, I'm, I'm friends with Reverend Streets. I knew him from being uh, the chaplain at Patel. And well, we were on the board of police commissioners together. I, he's a lovely, lovely man. Yes, he is. I, I actually met him at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who he was or what he did, except he was on this elliptical runner beside me. <laughs> and I knew him from working out. Then, I, then when I saw him at, at Patel Chapel, I know you. <laughs> The gym is a whole nother story about six degrees of separation. <laughs> uh, yeah, you between the gym and the supermarket, you meet everybody. You will. Um, but but choirs are, are for me. It, it, it is a community, um, and so it's so ultimately we talk about people having voice. Um, and in terms of how they advocate for themselves about how they know they matter 
you know, this whole idea of the social and emotional piece of having voice mm -hmm. and, and, and what it means to be heard, what it means to be in harmony with, with other people. Uh, and the choir actually is a very tangible and uh, literal notion of what it means to have voice. Mm -hmm. Now, do you um, feel like, um, does it feel diff different because we're in the Northeast, we're in Connecticut than it does say in the South? Is, it, is there a distinct difference in the commitment to choir and choral singing? Uh, no. No, as far as I can tell, it is it is it is generational. Um, that the the generational piece is is what predominates, All right? So I am I reckon that there are two generations ahead of me, and at least in three generations behind me. That as a member of uh, Generation X, that there is um, you know we were the last generation that really probably had music at home where we had to take lessons we had to play an instrument um uh, that was just that and it wasn't just my house it was the people around me yes you know everybody went to the uh, miss so-and-so for those two dollar <laughs> piano lessons <laughs> whether you could whether you were musical or not yeah no you're <laughs> right yeah I, I i grew up like that too um, and then the millennials, they didn't, not as much. And then the generations behind that, I don't know what they did. They were, they were the, that became the church's optional generation. Okay. Uh, so I, I think we have to recognize who we're working with and, and not try to apply our, our, um, you know, our standards of what we consider to be normal to the generations that did not grow up the way we grew up. Mm. That could be challenging, Jonathan. Well, it, it, of course it is. Uh, but, but, but the satisfying piece is, is I've, I've seen people when they, when you put people together who can sing, uh, it changes their perspective of what singing is and what and, and the value of community you don't have to generally you don't have to convince them uh that this is something that they might want to do okay it's almost like looking in the mirror it's like oh don't we look good <laughs> <laughs> huh? but but the thinking now has to be inviting people who don't know they can sing to come sing well, there definitely has to be some uh, some vetting, right? So figuring out what that looks like. Um, uh, and actually, there are some people we know they can sing because they've been in high school choirs uh, and they're still in New Haven. So, mm. so really bridging the gap now. Uh, these people who've sung at Co-op High School, who've sung at Wilbur Cross, who, who've sung at Korea, who've sung at uh, HSC, who uh, come through the All City Honors Choir and the Morse Chorale uh, and who are still in New Haven, but now they've aged out of the public school system, where can they bring those gifts uh, for usage? Oh, that's, uh, figure, I like that. You know, figuring that out, making space for that. 
I think what would really be interesting, which is a whole other thing, would be to do a New Haven Public Schools alumni choir. Oh, I like that. Oh, it sounds like it sounds like you got that brewing. Is that are you <laughs> percolating that? Like what's happening? I, I'm putting it Speaking out there. It into <laughs> existence. There you go. I'm putting it out there this morning. New Haven Public School alumni choir. Oh, I love Doesn't it. No matter what school you sing at, come on. Because I think you make a good point. You raise a good point about what happens to these young people who have come through these choirs through high school and and such and have aged out. Where are they singing? If they're not singing at church, if they're not going to churches singing in their church choir, or maybe they are in some limited capacity, but all of them aren't. How do you how do you uh how do you recruit them to sing? How do you get them to sing um outside of, of those those places? Well, I think we have to make we have to make that provision. Mm-hmm. Right. So so keep in mind, church, there are many churches that do not have choirs. They have a praise team. So they don't even offer you the opportunity to sing. Wow. I, I don't I don't know any of this language because I don't I don't know what a praise team is. I heard the I heard the term praise team for the first time yesterday because I was uh I was at Bloom for HBCU um uh, uh Divine Nine photo shoot and this young brother um leads the praise team for Ebenezer Church, which was my church growing up. And I I I was like, I don't I don't know what that is. <laughs> I was like, I know I was on the choir, but I don't know nothing about a praise team. So it, it essentially is a smaller ensemble that focuses on uh, the genre of music known as praise and worship. Okay. Uh, so, you know, there tend to be like six people, seven small groups, not whole choirs. Okay. Right. So, so a praise team might be the size of one section of a choir. Okay. Now, is that because it's manageable or because you might not have enough commitment to have a full-on choir? Um, uh, for a variety of reasons, people people do that. I think it's because that's what uh, praise teams have arisen because they are uh, some ways more manageable. So praise teams are designed to be appetizers. Okay. The challenge I have is with churches that never go beyond meatballs and buffalo wings. <laughs> if all you all you are offering is chips, nuts, and buffalo wings, and we never get any real food out of you, <laughs> I become concerned about whether you understand what you're supposed to really do. The choir has always been considered the meal. So I'm concerned about these churches that never really cook and serve a meal. <laughs> black, black, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. We, we. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. And then, and then you wonder why your numbers are off. Hmm. So, you know, it, depending on what we eat, our numbers, when we go to the doctor, your numbers are <laughs> What you been eating? Oh, well. Uh, 
Doritos, <laughs> Buffalo wings, nah. pigs in a blanket. What the? Where are your? <laughs> well, where's the? Where's the rest of your diet? Yeah, your numbers are off. So, 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 your event on March first, Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday, next Wednesday, I believe. Yes. Um. The New Haven Six Degrees of Separation through Music. So that is the the Heritage Chorale. It is the Heritage Chorale. So we'll present some some uh, you know history. And y'all will be done. singing and talking, right? Well, we'll do a uh, we'll probably some recording, maybe a little bit of singing. Not a whole lot now. It's not a concert. We, look, we are there all day. This is not. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an all night event now. No, 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 no. Um. So it's designed to be more of a talk and conversation. So okay. we'll, we'll talk, uh, present some of the history of the chorale, but I, I think the salient pieces are, are really hearing from the members themselves mm -hmm. about just really, um, you know, I, I, that, that New Haven history that you can only get from them. So, yeah. you know, we have people who are from St. Luke's Church, from Barrick yeah. AME Zion Church, Bethel AME Church, Dixwell Congregational Church, Mount Zion Seventh-day Adventist Church, Bible, Gospel, and, and a, a whole host of, of other entities. Um, and, and, you know, and they all have their history and their connection. So just, right. so this, even, I don't, many of us would not have met each other because we're all in our own churches and all, and, you know, doing what we do we're busy within those the walls and the congregations of those churches that the, the heritage chorale being interdenominational has allowed us to fellowship and associate with people that we otherwise would have never met mm. okay all right well i want people to go it is wednesday march 1st um it's located uh at, at the uh new haven uh, uh museum and you know it's over there on whitney avenue right there you can't miss it. it's a beautiful building um and it's a wonderful space yes so i want people to come and and get and get a uh another take on history of new haven through music through a, a very specific kind of music so thank you jonathan thank you it's always a pleasure to see you it's i miss the nice porch when this weather oh, listen, warms up. Listen, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know how we do. We get it in. We, as soon as the weather gets warm, we sit out there. And you know what? We'll have bigger conversations about this because I did not know this piece. And uh and I was quite uh I was quite uh uh interested in it. So thank you for coming on this morning on your day off. Well, yeah. It's been spending it with me and talking about this important music so absolutely thank you for this opportunity it's always it's always a pleasure thank you and thank you for adding so much to the to the depth and breadth of new haven because you really you really do add thank to you. this i know you're an educator but you you bring so much to this community and i i just want to thank you right now right here for for uh for all the good things that you bring to us so thank you jonathan thank you I will see you soon. And thank you, New Haven Museum. All right, Harry Droz, I will see you tomorrow and everybody else. Uh, Y'all behave out there in these warm streets. <laughs> <laughs>
Hi, this is Babs Rolls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut. New Haven feels like Virginia, Jonathan. I don't know. We might be a little warmer. Streaming live at Yeah.